Hey, welcome to season three of Workplace Trends with Liz Elam. For this season, we're concentrating on the real estate industry. Let's talk about the future of everything real estate. And if you want to learn more about the flexible workspace industry or the future of co-working, you should be following us at gcuc.co. That is our website. You can sign up for our mailing list. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Liz Elam, E-L-A-M, which is also male spelled backwards. So there you go. Interesting fact. Okay, let's get to it. Workplace Trends with Liz Elam starts now. I'm so excited to have Liren Rosenfeld with us. He's the creator of Yoko Village, and we'll get to exactly what Yoko Village is. But first, just to get to know Liren a little bit, we're going to start with a speed round. And I know this is going to be hard, Liren, but you can only pick one, okay? Okay. So here we go. Surf or yoga? Yoga. Okay. Beach or mountains? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Community or culture? Community. Buy or lease? Buy. Physical health or mental health? One one goes with the other. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that was a tough one. And lastly, USA or Costa Rica? Costa Rica. I mean, I just um, gave up my green card. (laughs) I knew the answer to that one. So I know folks are probably like, what's Yoko Village? So can you tell us what Yoko Village is? Yes, absolutely. I'm excited to tell you about what we're creating. Yoko Village is a co-work community that's created specifically to cater the needs for remote, remote workers. When you're planning to escape from city life, and you want to exchange that for a relaxed, uh, less stressful, and more productive lifestyle, Yoko Village is what you can consider. The The globe is changed, and working in remote is the new norm now. So what we're offering is a rare opportunity to own a piece of paradise. In Yoko Village, one can buy uh, a design villa in a community for an affordable price, and the community is fully equipped with many amenities for a healthy, well-balanced co-working lifestyle in the heart of the Santa Teresa mountain, about a few minutes away from the beach, from one of the most stunning beaches in the world. Yeah, I was drawn to it. I saw it on Facebook and I clicked on it and I just went down the rabbit hole and then I just kept going back to the website and I kept talking about it. And I finally reached out to you because I was like, I need to learn more. And I loved though, the story that I read about what inspired you to build Yoko. Could you share that with us and what the name means? Yoko, it it means sunshine child in Japanese. Yoko is also uh, the wife of my best friend. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Yes. I guess I was working in, in Silicon Valley for a few years before I got burned out from the lifestyle of enslaving myself into my into the startup life that I was that I was leading. After doing uh, some work with um, the most talented immigrants from around the world, I one day became sick. And that sickness didn't leave my body for three, almost four months. And so I was seeking for a place to heal. And because um, I'm a yogi and a surfer, and I was leaving those things behind because of the stressful life of work and always 
hitting the numbers for the next round of finance, I decided to uh, take a step back and um, go to Costa Rica for, it was just for a few months in the beginning. And then when I arrived and stayed a couple of weeks, I realized that I want to live there and I don't want to leave. Later, I found myself still productive, still working, because that's what you do when, when you like to create and you're passionate about your work. So I just continued working in remote and I found myself uh, having a much healthier lifestyle, I, um, being um, surrounded by the most beautiful nature in Santa Teresa made me feel happier. And I connected there with meditation and mindful activities, doing a lot of yoga and surfing, which is available there. And I found myself uh, doing really well, even more productive than before. But I haven't had a infrastructure. Uh, I started hiring people locally. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of talented people in Santa Teresa. There's like a community of expats from 70 countries in a, in, a, in a very small place. So there's a lot of people. And I started having them in my home because there was no place to rent a proper office. So I started thinking how to build infrastructure into staying there and working. And, um, and at first, I was thinking about creating a co-work there just so I can have my people there. But then um, as I was about to engage on creating that, COVID hit. Mm. And uh, suddenly there was a, everybody left Santa Teresa. And I was telling people, where are you all going? This is the right place to be right now. This was in March 20, right? And uh, after everybody left and there was a lot of time to go and hike up and down the mountain, because there was nothing and even the beaches were closed for a while. I um, came up with uh, creating a community and today that is Yoko Village. Yeah, it's absolutely the the renderings are stunning and I'm super intrigued and excited to hopefully come visit. But one of the things that caught me as I started looking at the website is I saw a great number of founders or partners, or I don't remember what they're called on the website. And then I asked you about it and I was super intrigued with how you raise the money for Yoko Village and how you're doing today as far as raising money. Well, I must say that I I wasn't the best in fundraising throughout my startup career, which lasted just 15 years. It's so <laughs> incredibly unfun. And yes, and actually today we're we're doing great. So I guess, you know, I went through a personal transformation, understanding that if I'll play the game that is not really me, I would never really succeed. And that is kind of what happened to me before. I could never feel like I would reach my goals. Uh, it doesn't matter how much work or time I, I would put into the fundraising. It never really went like I wanted. So when I was already in the midst of fundraising from money from just um, from investors, like in their you know regular way, just look for, for investors or funds to participate in your venture. I met one of my friends who's also a client of my company. His name is David Kervan. And he was the first investor, I guess, who came to Santa Teresa to meet me because from the very beginning of the idea, he was wanting to, to join. And I told him about how I'm a little bit worried about the, the fundraising. And I suggested that what if we created a group of people that really cared and we would design a deal that would be different. My idea was to gather a group of people that really want to live in Yoko Village and want to have their life there, or at least, you know, part of the year. And I came up with the idea to 
um, offer this group of people the house in the very best location for a price that was a quarter of the price that we sell a villa today. And I also promised that I would later, once everything becomes, I would give them to 0.25% of the company, which is now there is some other company. So they would always be part of that. And David, he helped me uh, realize that this was a cool deal that he would go for. So we, I realized that I needed the, the Oakwood Village funding started with um, 1.5 million. That's what we needed to buy the land and have enough for the development. So the group, each of the group has put their, their part. And together, we became a real authentic group of people that are like-minded who want to work together towards the same goal. It, it wasn't just a fund or an investor that was just looking to put money in in order to get money later. And then now we've just closed another big fundraising. And luckily, you know, um, four out of the six decided to participate again. Mm-hmm. And so the Lucky Six group, which you can see on the website, they own houses in Yoko, which we're about to start building uh, next year. And they uh, they got the best ocean views, right? Mm-hmm. And they are supporting uh, me and my efforts to continue with people that we actually like and feel good with. And the whole process became fun and stress-free. Oh, I love it. I love it. It is a very broken process, I think, here in the States. And I love what what you built and that, you know, everybody's working together on something everybody believes in. And they're not just like, hey, in five years, I need to have this much money back and then some. So I, I love that. And, you know, one of the things that, that really drew me to Yoko was the community. Can you tell me why community is so important in your vision and how how co-working plays into that community aspect. Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, something that, you know, there's a good and bad in every place. Nothing is perfect. And I wouldn't sell Utopia to anybody. And it, it started with my own community. So today I, I live in a community that's called Paradise Hill. It's looking, it's overseeing the Yoko Mountain. So I can see it from my house. And uh, that community is a community that was created by a bunch of random people that doesn't really know each other or they just we just all came to be we just wanted to have a beautiful house with beautiful views so we bought a piece of land i had to deal with the permits and construction by ourselves and then later we all chip into this gate that because we're it's gated so which is nice then um you know every time when the road would deteriorate deteriorate or there would be an issue it's a bunch of people that don't really connect and you know i would you know, see that my car would get damaged <laughs> or I got stuck on the way up to my house, right? Or there is there is a small river that we cross and the community is just unable to build a bridge and come together. Even that a bridge would, you know, between all these people would be maybe a thousand bucks each. <laughs> and you, you, you solve such huge problems. But because there's no leadership, I realized, you know, I want to living in Costa Rica in a place with such beautiful nature also comes with responsibility. And it started by me just wanting to be part of a responsible community that would take care of the the nature that's around in order for us to live safer and more naturally when we come in and out from our homes. But it became a lot more than, than that. So, you know, nature being immersed by such stunning nature of jungle where you have massive rain sometimes or when you 
when you are on the top of a mountain or living in a forest, it, it could be, it could become lonely. I guess um, I felt that on Paradise Hill during COVID where people, you know, didn't communicate too much and stayed, you know, with themselves. But when you're around a group of like-minded people, then the whole thing changes. You, you know, kind of like solitude can bring you down. That's like, you know, what white people go to prison for when they when when they create crimes. That's the ter- most terrible punishment. But being part of a community brings immense joy. And what makes somebody feel at home would be the people around. And the community of Yoko is being built based on the fact that we would all get along because we're here, we're here to do the same thing. We're not a bunch of spiritual hippies, although we have a little bit of that in us. <laughs> Some of us may like surfing or yoga and others may not, but we all are people that like to create. We like to work. We are interested in a balanced life where we are more healthy and we're all a little bit mindful, have some uh, some practices in us and maturity, um, and we see certain values that are similar to all of us. So that has been the indicators uh, for me to accept somebody for the community. And luckily, we've had more than 4,000 people reaching out to us. We're at 70% sold out for the first six months of the year. So the we've really had the chance to, I've really had the chance to really accept people that I that I think would get along with each other. And so how does the co-working relate to that? We all need a place to work. And working from home has now everybody know that it, it's nice, but it's more about working in remote, not about working from home. Because after some time, you want to have people around you. You want to have, uh, you want to be aroused. Maybe that's not the right word. <laughs> but but you, you want to have... Uh, <laughs> people, smart people around you. You want to have uh, people that would inspire you because nature is inspiring. But at the end of the day, you need inspiring people next to you. And I would like to see the community in Santa Teresa evolving in, in positive ways. And the people that are joining Yoko are people that care about their environment. Also understand that um, it's happiness is what we're all here for. We we want to be happier. We want to have a place, second home or live there all year and, and just be able to work together. So the, the co-work, you know, there's, there is a co-work that we're building and we just gotten permits for it. So it's going to take some time. Co-working is where we can all meet and one of the places where people in Yoko Village can meet. Yeah, I love the, um, I feel like Paradise Hill needs to be a like TV show on Netflix or something. <laughs> it sounds so fun. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it's very clear, Liren, that you struck a chord. Like people are seeking places of retreat in a beautiful spot where they can like do yoga and be in a community. And that co-working space is going to create opportunity. That's just what they do. People will form businesses. Other businesses will grow and evolve out of it, which got me thinking, you know, I'm going to school to be a futurist and most futurists only look out at a minimum of 15 years, but I know we're kind of, you know, in the early stages. So I'm just curious about like how you envision a day in the life of a resident at Yoko and like, you know, just 2026 or 2030, like, like, what would that look like? I believe it's going to be very similar to how it would look in 2024 when the whole village is already built. 
as you know, we all have different ways and different habits, but um, in the style of Yoko, we all want to be healthy. So we would want to have healthy food available, healthy, organic, fresh food. And that is something that one would be able to get from either farm to table or from the organic store that would crop products from our own fields, which we will have in Yoko. Uh, so the food, we're all foodies in Yoko. And so I, I assume it starts with a, with a nutritious breakfast. When you get out of bed, go, you know, you already open your eyes. You don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> you can also go to your balcony, but you can see, you know, the trees outside. You won't be seeing other homes, but you'd be like, you know, waking up. And um, if, you, if you're a surfer, you can hit the early morning waves, the the morning time is so beautiful, Santa Teresa, and especially on the mountain. Um, later, you can, you know, catch a, a, um, a yoga class or you can just get to work. You can work from home or you can work in the co-work spaces or the different spaces that would offer one to sit and do their work. There would be areas uh, where one can join in nature for meditation Um and um, or just you know have a, um, a little walk down to the village. So I I I foresee Yoko to be a piece of a piece of paradise that's equipped. Mm-hmm. That is how I see it. And today when I when I wake up and I I go down from Paradise Hill down to the the beach, I um, I cross small river, which is beautiful. I love it when the the wheels of my ATV or my car or bike, whatever it is, just cross the water that, that, that streams. That gives me a sense of serenity, listening to the, the birds uh, or the howler mm-hmm. monkeys. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but while, you know, going to the beach or going to one of those beautiful yoga spots in Santa Teresa, we're going to have our own yoga deck and teachers uh, in the village. So we want to go, uh, go down from the mountain and below Yoko Village, uh, there is an ashram being built. The first ashram, mm. the first real ashram in, in Costa Rica, right? In the land that borders with us. I have a participation in the creation of that place. And so um, I assume people would be able to also join a class um, or a mindful session there in, um, in a meditation hall and just, you know, be free. When one is healthy and eats well and is mindful, then life is just happier and the work is more productive. And there is this paradox that if I go to Costa Rica, I can be productive. And today that's somewhat true. First of all, you know, the internet in the area is not as good as it is claimed. There is the right logistics, fiber optics, but there is no ability to work without uh, breaks, without it being cut, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so um, we're equipping Yoko Village with fiber optic internet and then all the other alternatives, microwave technology internet, satellite internet. So we're, we're, we are going to be the first community that would never have a, um, a, a break from, you know, from being connected. So not just connected to nature, but also connected to your work in a responsible manner.
Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds amazing. I love the the vision that you just created there. And, you know, I'm curious, just real quickly, if somebody's interested, how do they fill out an application to become a member of Yoko Village? Well, the process is not very long, but I'd also take some time and it takes us to take, take us time to evaluate people and get back to everybody. Mm-hmm. First, right now, um, you need to understand that this is a pre-sale project. And for example, we've sold out phase one and two, and the construction will begin in mid-2022. So it takes an estimated year and a half from the time of the deposit to the completion. So how does that work? First, we ask everybody to go to Yoko Village website and read the FAQ section where everything is outlined and all possible questions have already been answered there. As well, we, we're as soon as you sign up on our website, you get a presentation that explains about Yoko Village and the price. Uh, the next step will be to choose a preferred lot. Uh, so you can choose a thousand square meters or two thousand square meters or five thousand square meter lot, and you need to select a villa model. So we currently offer one, two, and three bedrooms. And then later, you would schedule a Zoom meeting with today. Uh, it's with Jean Sebastian Girard, who is a great musician and the head of sales of Yoko Village, and you can discuss concerns or any questions that you might have before moving forward. And then after that, if you'd like to move forward, you need to schedule a call with me to discuss the vision of Yoko Village and, you know, how one, you know, sees it. And um, mm-hmm. later we ask that you pay for a deposit in order to secure your your lot. So you would need to choose a lot, pay a deposit. After that, we invite you straight to come to Santa Teresa to visit and see, you know, in case you can, unless you can do that right away, right? So that is once you pay the deposit, you've been there. We so far have met almost everybody oh, in, in, in person. And mm-hmm. uh, we have had people that never made it there, but we've had a bunch of Zoom calls with them and we 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 could feel we could feel who they are. So we we went with mm-hmm. them as well. So that is the process. Oh, I love it. I think it's really smart. And I think it's it's smart to really get to know people and make sure they're a fit for the community. I ran some co-working spaces in Austin and we we pretty much did that on the tour. You know, we were people thought they were checking us out, but really we were checking them out to make sure they were a fit for the community because it's so important. Well, we're almost out of time. So I want to ask you my favorite question, which is the last question. So where were you in the world? Because I know you're all over the world. Where were you in the world living when you were about 12 years old? Um, so I grew up in, in Tel Aviv in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a semi-Polish Uruguayan family. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, that, that's where, where okay. I come from. Right. <laughs> and so if you could today go back and talk to young 12-year-old Liren, what would you say to him? Wow, that's a that's a. <laughs> I know, I know. That's a, total. That's left a big field. question. Well, pretending that they would be um, already with the mind of adult, I would send a message that you know, as long as you care about what other people think of you, or as long as you hold grudges, or mm-hmm. as long as you're addicted to a substance or a situation, you're not truly free. And that freedom is a process that we always have to be part of. Specifically. 12-year-olds wouldn't understand that. (laughs) But um, I would try to teach them how to be more mindful and that life is just not one damn thing after another, as um, Mm. Winston Churchill once said. It's 
it it the magic about life is being able to be calm and present and it took me a really long time to figure that out on my own so that's what that would be my message oh my gosh see that's why i asked that question it's always just gold you know because you gotta <laughs> narrow it down and you gotta just say like what's most important in life, you know? And and I totally agree with you that resentments are poison and that you can't worry about what other people think. And that, you know, if you wanna be happy, you've got to look inside and you know, find that ability to be present. And so I'm I'm with you on all that. That that sounds amazing. And I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you're a super busy human and I know you're traveling the world right now, but I really appreciate you sharing with our community your exciting vision for a community in Costa Rica and I can't wait to go see it. Well, I'd love to show it to you when when you come to Costa Rica. The beauty that it's so close to the US and Canada and it's uh, half a day's yeah. travel. Yeah. Um, so see you soon. And thank you for having me here. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Well, take care. Thank you for joining us for Workplace Trends. We are so excited that you joined us. Please make sure you hit the subscribe button and follow us to learn more about the future of work, the future of co-working, and the flexible workspace industry. We'll see you next time for season four.